We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dom the dentist, bogey 18 minutes, Burks 11. Everyone keeps saying when we're healthy, they'll be fine, but they're not even playing that much. So what hope is there? Um, well, I I think when we're healthy, we'll be fine because the, the guys that we're getting back will be playing a lot of minutes instead of the players that are that are playing now. I think you're like, so Precious played 26 minutes. Tonight. I know Precious has played out of his mind. Precious has been a godsend. When this version, when this team is healthy, Precious is going to be playing zero minutes. And that is because for as much as he has tried his little behind off, um, he's still an incredibly limited player. He's still a player that does not space the floor. And he is a player that is like a, has, has done a wonderful job on defense, defending, you know, defending fours and some threes. And, but like, that's not like, that's, 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 it's not a, it's not a plus. I don't think. Um, and then on when he's at the five, it's like you're giving up a lot of size there. So it's precious is not getting any of those minutes. Hardenstein is hobbled. So theoretically, when Mitch comes back, he needs to get some conditioning. I get that. But theoretically, he will look really good. And then Randall and OG or Nanobi are going to play. Those guys are going to play 40 minutes a night if they're looking correct. You know, like you got 22 minutes from Sims tonight. Again, I know Sims has had some nice moments. Like he shouldn't be playing any minutes. So I, I, I think you're I think you're oversimplifying it a little bit and you're kind of missing the forest for the trees. Like this is gonna be a different team when they get their guys back. Thanks, Tom. Juanon, what's going on, Juanon? It's an eighty two game season. I would absolutely not want to be in a foxhole with some of you panicky motherfuckers. But <laughs> favorite comment of the night. We will be fine if we're healthy. If not, it doesn't matter anyway. Why panic right now? I mean, I, you know, it. I, I say this sometimes. It is. Mo- it is. There are certain moments throughout a season where I wonder if I am still the best person to be doing this because I'm. I'm watching these games right now, and like, am I getting frustrated? Absolutely. Tonight was a massively frustrating game to watch because you felt like, oh my god, if they were just playing a little bit better, <laughs> they're just playing a little bit better, they could have gotten this game. And like everyone matters, you know, so uh, like I'm frustrated watching the game. I'm disappointed they didn't win the game. But like medium picture and big picture. I'm it's really hard for me to get too upset right now. Um, 
And I always tend to look at, at the big picture or if not the big picture, then like the medium picture. And I think even the even the medium picture, which is like like for me, that's like getting to the playoffs. You know, what where are we going to be when we get to the playoffs? Are we going to be the fifth seed, sixth seed, seventh seed, whatever? You know, and even then, and then and then big picture wise, like that's the other thing I thought of tonight, other than uh Sisyphus, was uh and I probably thought of it because there was the the ad for the Adam Sandler uh movie uh on Netflix. I thought I had I had to think of uncut gems with uh, Kevin Garnett. I fr- I'm going to screw up the quote, but something along the lines of like, "Why the fuck would you show it to me if I couldn't have it?" That is like Nick's fandom right now in a nutshell. Why would you show it to me? Fourteen and two over the course of January, best team in the league. Media saying we're gonna you know, challenge Boston for the East. Why the fuck would you show it to me and then take it away? You know, I, I think that's, I think that's kind of what has everybody bugging out right now. But like, even considering that January and even considering what everybody was was saying in the media, this year has never been the year for me. Like to me, it's always been next year, even 14 and two. Like I, I, oh, I never thought this was like the year, like next year's the year. And you, and you know who agrees with with me? The Knicks. Because when Woj got up there a couple of days ago and he's like, guess who else thinks the Knicks need a superstar? The Knicks. Um, you know, so look, it, it's frustrating right now and, and people are losing their shit. But I get it. It's natural. And uh, I, I don't I don't blame anybody. Thanks, Juno. Andrew Gravagna. Gravania? I hope I got that right. I wasn't against the Burks trade, but he's been another Evan Fournier since he's been here. I I don't think he's been that good. I think Evan Fournier's like Fournier looked bad the last couple of years, but like Fournier came here and was like did exactly what they the Knicks should have thought he was going to do. Like they got what they paid for in his first season here. They have not gotten what they paid for with Burks. Doesn't play defense and doesn't produce enough on offense. I hope he fits better when everyone's healthy. I, at this point, like I'm confident that Bogey is going to look better when guys are healthy. I think he had a terrible game tonight. I think if, I think if Bogey had a decent game tonight, I think they, they might have won this game. Um, Burks, man, I'm, I would not be surprised at all if Burks is out of the rotation at some point. If he doesn't play better and and guys start coming back, like, I don't, I don't know. Should he continue to play? I, I don't think so. So we'll see. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate the generous contribution, by the way. Um, Dom with another one. Perfect Greek mythology analogy in the opener. Yeah, whatever. I have my moments. I was never a big Greek mythology guy, to be honest with you. Um, other than I have a I have a, I have, a, th- I have a, a a toy of uh, Molnir above me. The, that's Thor's hammer for anybody who's not a giant nerd like I am. Uh, Guy Huber, then what's going on, Guy Huber? I know we want to be hopeful, but I can't help but feel like the season is going down in flames. We can't stay afloat for three, four more weeks. Um, I don't think you're going to need to stay afloat for three, four more weeks. Three, four more weeks would be uh, after the West Coast road trip. I think, I mean, I, I, I've continued to say it consistently. I want, like, they need to get through this stretch up until the West Coast road trip. I really do believe 
that there's a there's a, at least a 50-50 shot that OG is back for the West Coast trip. I think that's within reason. I think the report tonight that you heard from TNT with it's going to be at least a week to 10 days. Okay, fine. 10 days from now, that still puts us at March uh, 9th. The West Coast trip does not start until March 14th. I know he's not taking contact yet. I assume he could take contact starting within the next couple of days. Once OG is taking contact, it will not be long. Fred has continued to say this on his own podcast. Shout out Cats and Shoot. And and on this podcast, he said it last time. He said it yesterday or today when the, when the pod dropped. Um, the conditioning thing should not be an issue with Ananobi because he hurt his elbow. So he should be in basketball shape still, despite the injury. Um, and like, again, down in flames is like a bit much to me. You lost to a, a Warriors team that's playing like a top 10, if not a top five team in the league right now. You lost to a Pelicans team that is, that has, they, they are borderline top 10 in both offense and defense. And they shot the freaking lights out of the ball the other night. Um, you lost to who else have you lost to since they since the All Star break? You lost to the best team in basketball, Boston. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I I kind of went through before the break. I mean, you should have won the Houston game. Um, you had nobody for the Orlando game. You had nobody for the Indiana game. You had no Brunson for the Dallas game. Like. I know it's hard, but this is like one of those moments where I feel like we need to try to rein it in. You know, uh, the Cleveland game is going to be brutal. They're going to obviously Cleveland's going to be favored. They should be favored. They'll probably win. The next four games after that are four home games in a row against the Hawks, the Magic, and then two against the Sixers without Embiid. At the very least, they should be able to go two and two in those games, if not three and one. You know, so like, let's stay strong, so to speak. Thank you, Guy Huber. <laughs> Dan Hidalgo, we just don't have enough right now. Um, yeah, I hear that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think you got another one coming. Uh, is it time to worry about Bogey's trade value? Um, that, you know, I was going to put that down and that's. So here's what I'm going to say. I think the the trade was less about having the salary slot. So the salary slot being Fournier and now the salary slot being Bogey being like more valuable this summer, like an asset this summer. Like I don't think Liverpool's I don't think the Knicks were looking at this and being like, well, if we get bogey, that some team's really going to be enticed um, or really look at him as like a major asset this summer. No, I think like they got him and they were probably like, whoever we trade him to as an expiring $20 million or $19 million contract, that team will look at him as like, okay, this is a guy who could come in and at the very least give us 20 to 25 good minutes off the bench. I don't think that that's changed, but I think the bigger part of the calculation is that they were getting nothing on the court from the salary slot before. And I think they felt like they needed to get something from the salary slot on the court. And then this is the bigger point that I've, I've been making more recently, which is that 
they like it you're now not faced with nearly as difficult decision a decision if it gets to june 30th and there's no no trade has materialized yet where you're like oh my god do we have to pick up this option with fournier you were looking at it and be like are we really going to pay this guy 19 million dollars to sit on the bench again at least if no big trade develops by this june 30th and you're sitting there with the decision about should we guarantee bogey next year for 19 mil or should we non-guarantee him and, and pay him $2 million to go away. It, it's a much easier decision because you at least feel like, I know he doesn't look good, you at least feel like he's going to be able to come and be a part of your roster next year and contribute in some way if, 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 if they don't wind up using his salary in a trade this summer, which I still think, even if it's not something that develops by June 30th, I still think the odds are very strong that they will figure out a way to use that money in a trade at some point. Um, fair question, though. Fair question. Bradley Rothman. What's going on, Bradley? Great pod with Fred today. Thank you. Um, appreciate it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's always it's very easy. It's the easiest pod I do to, to, to pod with Fred because he's um, he's the best there is at covering basketball right now. Um, I was really happy that he got a shout out from um, uh, from the TNT crew for the article. For anybody who hasn't read it, go check out The Athletic today. It's still up there um, about how Dante DiVincenzo um, has basically gotten got a lot from the relationship with Steph Curry over the last few years, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, thankfully, they only have two games here in the next uh, seven days. The team needs a breather. Bogey's going to be fine. Dante st- started slow with his new team, too. Burks is a 10th man. Uh, c- comment of the night. Um, and uh, I-, I completely agree with you there. I think the team does need uh, a-, a breather. I honestly did not realize that they have so few games coming up, but I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Holy shit. They only have one game until next Friday. Wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Sunday at Cleveland, Tuesday home for Atlanta. That's a, that's an even bigger reason why. And then no back to backs Friday, Orlando, Sunday, Philly, Tuesday, Philly. And then you got a game off before the West coast trip. And I'm even looking at it like, you know what? Sorry, I don't mean to go on a whole thing here, but I'm looking ahead the rest of the schedule. They don't play a back-to-back until April 4th and April 5th, where they play Sacramento on Thursday and Chicago on Friday. And then they play one more back-to-back, which every team in the league, I think, is playing a back-to-back at some point in the last four days of the season. So, you know what? Here's another reason to end, another way to end on a, a high note. Um, this team got fucked early on, excuse my French, with their schedule and how condensed it was and how much they were on the road. You knew it was going to pay dividends at some point. It started to pay dividends in the month of January when they were home and they faced a little bit of an easier slate and they racked up a lot of wins. And I think right now, when they need it the most, as Bradley points out, it's it's looking up again um, because I think they're going to they're going to make good use of this time um, where they have a little bit of time off. So yeah. All right. Thank you, Bradley. Appreciate you. I think we might be done. Um, No, we got another one. Alex, is there now a decent more than 33% chance that the absolute worst case scenario we've discussed plays out and we get relegated into the play in versus the bulls? Um, Oh, no, never mind. I, I miss I misread Kevin's comment. Uh, shout out to Kev, by the way, making his debut tonight. Um, so 
worst case scenario. For, no, no, I like to, for that to happen. I think the worst case scenario, the absolute worst case realistic scenario, is they fall to seventh and they play the Sixers in eighth and the Sixers never get Embiid back. Because, like, I don't think the Sixers, well, then again, what if the Sixers get Embiid back with a few weeks left in the regular season? Could the Knicks fall to eighth? I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, am I going to do you say decent, more than 33% chance? My answer is no. I do not think that there is more than a 33% chance that they will fall to eighth. If I was to if I was to put a number on it right now, I would probably give it a 20% chance that they fall to maybe 25% chance that they fall to seventh or eighth. I think that's probably fair. I, even that seems high. No, I, 20% chance. 20% chance they fall to seventh or eighth. 80% chance they stay in the top six. I have too much faith in this team. I have too much faith in this team. I have too much faith in their ability to bounce back, play well when they're not supposed to, win games that they're not supposed to, and um, just not die. I have too much faith in them. Thanks, Alex. Alex, with another one, do you, looking ahead, do you think the front office um, will consider punting the Sunday game at Cleveland by resting any key players who've logged a ton of minutes? No, not especially not with the, the upcoming schedule. Um, especially not um, with the upcoming schedule. I don't I don't think um, that's going to be the case. And this organization doesn't punt games. So, yeah. Thanks, Alex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kevin with another one. Uh, Kevin, uh, how about or how about the line? How about put in the lineup that got the Knicks back in the game in the first half? Brunson, Deuce, DiVincenzo, Hart, and iHeart. Then you also don't have to play Sims. I mean, I think he obviously he went with that lineup eventually. I really like. I think you're you're under. What am I trying to say here? The notion that any head coach, forget about this head coach, the notion that any head coach is going to take a lineup that has been working and because it got off to a horrendous start, change the lineup at halftime. I, If anything, I could see it, you getting a quicker hook. But if I... 
I'm going to try to look it up really quick right now because they, they were down nine at halftime. Uh, they were down nine at halftime. And then the first sub of the game came when Sims came in for Hardenstein. So they brought in Sims for Hardenstein. They didn't change any of the non-spacing. Like the, the whole non-spacing part was not changed because they brought in one center for another. At the time they brought in Sims for Hardenstein, a nine-point deficit had gone up to a 14-point deficit. So with Hardenstein in the game and with the lineup that everybody wants to kill me over defending, they the deficit increased by uh, five points. Curry immediately makes a three-pointer, 17-point deficit. The next sub of the game for the Knicks was when Bogey entered for Precious, which is what a lot of people seem to want to be the adjustment. That was at the 135 mark of the third quarter. They were down by 10. And actually, that's not true. They were it was, That lineup, that um, substitution came in the middle of two free throws. Josh Hart hit the second free throw. So when Bogey came in for Precious, again, the whole time there's a traditional center on the floor, <coughs> they lost exactly zero points off the lead. Zero points off the lead. And they kept the backup unit, which had, again, deuce part of the backup unit, provided some nice intensity in the first half. They kept that intact so they could try to make a push with that with that energy backup unit, or at least deuce. Deuce was the energy backup unit as the game went on. And you know what? It fucking worked because Lee got down to four points. And if they could make a blessed basket, <laughs> they could make a blessed shot. It, they probably would have taken the lead at some point, if not a 10 point lead, but they just couldn't hit anything tonight. So like, I, I'm sorry, Kevin, this is, this is just the, this is just the facts. Jason with another one may not have won, but taking out deuce was terrible. Yeah. I didn't agree with that. I mean, how, but he, how long did he take him out for? I'm going to look it up right now. I completely agree with you, by the way, Andrew texted me during the game, said it. I, I completely agree. Um, because I thought deuce was, I mean, deuce might have been the best player on the game last night. You know, I, it's, it's Hart because Hart played so many minutes and like the dude's a freaking Iron Man. Um, Deuce came out with when they were down by four, 635 left. He came back in a minute and 16 seconds later. And in that short period of time, the lead had um, gone from four to nine. Um. You got an argument. You got an argument. You know, I, I mean, that blues it by 11. You got an argument. That's again, that's I think that's very valid. Thank you, Jason. Danny, what's going on? Despite the starting lineup's good rating, Golden State is a uniquely bad matchup for them on both ends. Um, how so? Tibbs saw that in the first half and played basically the same lineup the whole third. I, I Again, I just cited you the data. The same lineup that you think is terrible. Nope. They came into the third quarter with a nine point deficit. And then they, by the time they went smaller and took out pressures for bogey, they still had a nine point deficit. The only change they made during that time was to put in Sims, who everybody seems to think is awful and shouldn't have played any minutes tonight. So <coughs> the data is not on your side. Um, and again, we and uh, sorry, and another one from Danny. That's why I say it's his fault. Obviously, the guys could play better, but he's the main culprit. And why I said he lost the game for them. I, I'm sorry, Danny. That's nonsense. 
to say that a coach is the is the main culprit in a in a game that you lost when you could not do anything right other than play really 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 hard i like seriously they had a terrible start to the game they were at, they like played the warriors to a to a halt in the third quarter and do you know why they played the warriors to a halt in the third quarter and i'm again i'll i'll, I'll go back to it right now because the Warriors scored 55 points in the first half. Um, at the moment that Bogey came in, hold on, I'm pulling it right now, um, with 135 left in the, um, with the 135 left in the third quarter, the Warriors had scored seven, or excuse me, had scored 21 points. So the lineup, after some dicey early minutes left in the or in the beginning of the third, actually did what it was supposed to do. It stopped the Warriors. It played really good defense. That's what that lineup is supposed to do. And they did it. If you limit this Golden State Warriors team, which has been hell on wheels for weeks now, to 21 points in a 11 minute stretch or 10 minute and 30 second stretch, you've done your job. You've more than done your job. You know, I, Again, I get everybody's frustrated. I'm not I'm not I'm not arguing that you shouldn't be frustrated. But we we do need to we do need to be a little sensical here at times. Thank you, Danny. Uh Dom with another one. I am ready to move on to Sunday now. What are your three keys to victory over Cleveland? <laughs> Fucking make shots. Uh with the same available players from tonight. I'll go to bed and listen tomorrow morning. Um no, I mean like Honestly, like I, I, it's it's so stupid to say. I think they need to play a cleaner game. Um, I think they need to have a little bit more focus, and like you, like, yeah, you got to just make some shots. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I would not change the starting lineup. I just wouldn't. Um, maybe he does. Maybe, maybe he, uh, this all comes back and flies in my face and he changes the starting lineup. I don't think he's going to. Um, I think he's going to look at that Cleveland team and he's going to say, we need to match their size. And I and he's going to say, the best chance that we have against them is to match their size. I think he's going to stay with the, st- the same starting five. And I think you need the version of, of Precious that you've been getting for the majority of the time he's been here. Hopefully Hardenstein looks a little bit better. Hopefully Dante doesn't go two for twelve. Um, hopefully Brunson's look plays a little cleaner game. Uh, hopefully Josh Hart doesn't go four for seventeen. You know, like again, everybody. This says all you need to know about this game. And I forget who the commenter was earlier tonight who said it, but kudos to that guy or gal. Josh Hart was the second best player, if not the best player in this game. He shot four for seventeen. That's how poorly they executed tonight. They just have to execute better. Thanks, Tom. Russ Guberman, what's going on, Russ? Hey, JM. Is part of the oddity here a result of Leon's uh, PR spycraft? We expected Julius Randle to be a somewhat minor injury. It's clearly not. Same with um, OG's management. Uh, I may have missed the memo where Randle's injury was supposed to be minor. My 
my instinct or my gut reaction when he immediately walked off the court is, oh shit, is Julius not going to play another game this season? I think that's what everybody was thinking. Uh, I don't, I don't think that's it. And I think the OG stuff was purely um, a matter of trying to keep that out of keep, keep that news secret until after the trade deadline, because he was worried that if the news got out, it might um, impact how much teams would hold their feet to the fire. So I, I don't have an issue with that. I, if anything, it was a good job. Thanks, Russ. Fire sports. What's going on, fire? Um, <clears throat> Sims heart dudes played great. Um, it's it's funny. I'm not, I'm not criticizing you. I thought Sims was okay. But it's just funny that we that we're all watching the same game. And I, I've, we got comments earlier tonight that Sims should have played zero minutes, which like you're entitled to your opinion. I think it was Kevin who said Sims should play any minutes that he's entitled to his opinion. It's just so funny. Like, this is where we're at now as a fan base where we sit here and watch a game and one person could be like, oh, I think that guy played really well. And another person say, I think that guy played like absolute shit shouldn't have played any, any minutes at all it's just funny to me um brunson okay got dominated on the boards missing randall mitch healthy i heart in that aspect and og spacing and cuts yeah completely like th- this this is not we are not watching the knicks you know we are not watching the knicks if if anything and i don't blame leon for this but i blame myself for this i completely blame myself for this because i was the asshole who got on here the day of the trade and said, oh, these guys, what a genius move because this is going to bridge the gap for us. This is going to get us until OG gets back and until Randall gets back and until Mitch gets back. And that has just absolutely not transpired. It hasn't. Um, and like, I don't, I don't know what's going to change other than the guys that they got starting to be a little bit better. And that includes Boyan Bogdanovich, like not being a complete and total turnstile on the defensive end, which I did not think it was going to be this bad. I'll just be honest. Thanks, Fire Sports. Haitian, uh, what's going on, man? Thank you again. Good seeing you last night as well. Our depth when healthy set a bar so high that the fall hurts so much. We need to give them grace. I feel like it's 99 again. We just need to get right. It's a, Talk about a hell of a comp. Talk about a hell of a comp. Um, different sort of season. Obviously, you know, every, there, nobody was ready to play that year. And it's, I think it's still the lowest scoring year in NBA history. Um, so, like, you know, had, had that been 82, and, you know, they, they dealt with injuries and, like, it was the first year after the Spreewell trade. So they, that was an adjustment and the whole thing. Um, but then they got rolling and they had the guys to do it. Now, different Eastern Conference, quite, quite a different Eastern Conference. I mean, Jesus Christ, the, the freaking Hawks were the were the four seed. And they I remember I'll never forget my feeling going into that series. I was like, we're, we're going to roll these guys. And we did. Um, so, you know, not quite apples to apples, but I appreciate the comp. Definitely. For sure. And I agree with the, the, the overall sentiment. Robert W. Cross making an appearance today. This is exciting. Good seeing you last night. First time, long time. It's your boy, John. I do think McBride can play 10 to 12 minutes on a championship team. Yes, I, you might be right. You might be right. I just, I, I again, I'm, I'm, I want to see, 
it's it's it might be just a, a a bit of a quirky fit, and maybe with whatever roster move or moves they make this summer, it makes that an easier fit. Now, obviously, you don't make roster moves to accommodate an, an eighth or ninth man, but it's it's tough watching that guy and and feeling like he's not an NBA player. Um, he he is. He's. I mean, he's absolutely an NBA player. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But like, he's not a guy that could help a, a team with real aspirations. And then another one coming up from Robert. Thank you again, Robert. It's your boy John. I don't know what these guys are talking about. We aren't healthy. I am frying up a cutlet, making some gnocchi and a nice sauce. Well, I'm speaking speaking right to my heart there. My uh, my favorite Italian pasta dish by far is a good dish in gnocchi. And um, I actually, you know, I haven't had a good cutlet in a while. We stopped cooking cutlets because we, we, the kids don't really like them that much and it's fried. So, you know, we try to stay away from fried foods. But uh, I, I wouldn't mind a cutlet right now. I'll say that. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate you as always. Zach Horowitz, what's going on? Zach, thanks, John. The Sisyphus line gave me my one smile tonight. Well... We do what we can here. Um, I probably, I'm sure, I pissed a lot of people off tonight by kind of taking the approach that I did. But like, hey, look, I there's a reason why I am never going to be, you know, I'm never gonna, you know, blow up in a significant way because, like, this is a game where if if I was smart. And I cared more about my career. I would get up here and I would fucking yell and scream and be like, "Yeah, you know, I just, I might be wrong, but you'll never hear me say anything that I don't believe." Uh, so uh, you know, I, I appreciate that I, I put a smile on your face, Zach. I'll say that. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chad Cohen, what's going on, Chad? Let's uh, just agree that Tibbs has juiced everything he can out of this current group with everyone playing out of their roles besides Jalen and DiVincenzo can't average uh, 25 forever. Yeah, I mean, uh, but here's here's the thing. I'm going to push back on myself. I'm not. For me to sit here and be like, Tom Thibodeau has made every correct coaching decision. That would be insanity. (laughs) That would be insanity. I don't think Tibbs thinks he's made every career coaching decision. Again, he said himself, I should should play Bergsport tonight, which it's kind of funny, but like, I think to me, and I'm I'm not breaking any new ground here by saying this. I've talked about this before to, to judge. It's always dangerous to me to to judge a coach by results, which is going to on its face. Sounds like the most ridiculous thing in the world, because if you're not going to judge them by results, how would you, how will you judge them? I always try at least to look at the process, you know, in addition to the results. Now, are there decisions Tibbs could have made tonight or the decision Tibbs could have made over the course of the month of February that would have been 
better or would have pr- pr- produced better results? Absolutely. That's because you won't find a coach in the league that is going to coach a game and not look back and be like, yeah, in retrospect, I wish I could have done that differently. That's not that's not it, it, that interesting of a conversation to me, though. For me, it's more about when you're dealing with limited choices and when you're dealing not only with limited choices, but like, you know, a boat that like, you know, like the Knicks last year or like at the beginning of this year felt like a boat with like one leak and like the leak would move around. Like, look, like, look at the league, like the, the, the Celtics are a boat with no leaks. Then you have like another five or six teams that are, are, have like one leak, but like, it doesn't move around. Then you have another five, six teams where they have like a leak. That's like a moving leak. So you got to kind of, you know, when you plug the hole, it might move to somewhere else and you got to be on your toes. And then it goes on and on from there with OG and Randall and everybody healthy. I'm not saying that they're a team with like no, no, no holes, but they're pretty, they're pretty goddamn close to it. It's about, are you just going to get taken down by a bigger boat right now? There's any, regardless of what you do, it's like, if you plug this leak over here, there's going to be some, there's going to be two other ones to spring behind you. Like there's no great options right now. So to go back to, your your comment and again why I'm pushing back against myself here is that like it's not about always being correct it's about like facing the scenario where like you just have a a, a a buffet of like imperfect options and you're just like all right well let me try to choose the one that I think is going to give me at least the best chance is it always going to work no it's really not going to work a lot of the time, because again, it is it is by definition an imperfect option. But again, you're choosing against other imperfect options. And I guess my it's why my main pushback tonight was like, you know, Tibbs lost the game because he didn't change the starting five at halftime. Which is like, again, like there has to be some modicum of like not overreacting amidst a bad game, you know, or or bad half or a, really a bad seven minutes or whatever it was. Thank you, Chad fire sports with another one. If we can get guys healthy, Josh Hart from three and Deuce McBride mid range have been pleasant developments. I want to look up Hart's numbers. Like I, again, the numbers may not go up tonight because I think he went three and nine, but I, I think, I mean, out of necessity, he's, he's fired up more. I mean, on the season, on the season, he's at 31, 0.8% from deep. Um, I'll give you his last handful of games. So I said tonight he went uh, three of nine. Did I get that right? I'll double double check myself here. Uh, yeah, he went three of nine tonight. Before that, um, last game, one of four. Going, continuing to go back. Three of five, two of five, two of five, O oh of four, three of five, O oh of two, three of eight, one of two, two of six. So his last 10 games coming into tonight on 4.6 attempts a game, he had been shooting 37% from the field. So that, or sorry, 37% from deep. So that'll go down a little bit, but it's still going to be over now his last 11 games, about 36 and change, probably 36%, uh, 36.5%. Maybe it still rounded up to 37%. Like that's, 
that's fine. Are, are teams going to guard him out there? No. You know, it, the fact that the volume is always going to be low, is that going to be an impediment? Yes. Is he, is he going to need to always be on his toes and always be ready to attack the catch if he's not like, like it has to be quick with him. That's the thing with him. It has to be quick. He's either, he could take a little bit of time if he's going to shoot it, but if he's not going to shoot it, he can't take time and he has to go boom off the catch attack, either try to finish at the rim or make the next pass or whatever the case may be. So I think from that perspective, yes, the three point shooting has been encouraging, but you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, it, it changes their calculus as far as, their limitations when he's on the floor, which is why ultimately I, I still question whether the best five man unit for this team is going to be the one is going to be one that has Josh Hart in the game. I'm not sure about that. Um, especially with even Chenzo doing what he's doing until tonight. Thanks fire sports and agree on the deuce point as well. Uh, busy. I don't normally criticize Tibbs, but I'm criticizing Tibbs. We should have got rid of Archie missing those three second. We shouldn't have got rid of Archie missing those three second calls was key to our winning. I love you sometimes busy. Uh, and I meant what I said. I, I DM'd you earlier today. I don't know if you got back to me. I've had a busy day. But like I, I appreciated your I don't know if I would call it a rant last night, but I, I appreciate your your stance. I'll just say that. Thanks. Uh, Fahad, what's going on, Fahad? Burke's out of the rotation. Tibbs just said he should have played him more. I know. I know what he said. Um, and yet, the reason he said he should have played him more was because he took him out with a really quick hook. And he gave him 11 minutes. So, I think if if Tibbs is already fighting his instincts... Or, or fighting against his instincts. I don't know what the proper phrasing is where it's like, should I keep playing this guy or should, or should I go with my gut? Because it looks like he's playing like shit. I just, I wouldn't rule it out. I don't think it's going to happen. And the reason I don't think it's going to happen is because I think Alec Burks is going to be better. I do not think that this is what Alec Burks is going to be for the rest of the year. I think he will play better. I think he will bounce back. I've seen this guy go through these stretches before. We all have seen this guy go through these stretches before. It's been whatever it's been, eight games, nine games. I know, look, I'm not saying they're not important. They're vital. Every game is vital. But I'm not going to look at that number of games and be like, he's done. I think he's going to play better, and I think he will remain in the rotation for that reason. Alex, what's going on, Alex? Appreciate you chiming in as always. The Warriors are top six in offense and defensive rating in their last 10 games. We're depleted. We tried hard and kept it close. That being said, Tibbs sucked ass. Peace. You always have a way with words, Alex. I appreciate you. You at least bring some humor to it. That's all I ask. Bring, bring some humor to it. Um, Jason M. Uh, Jason, you're you're uh, all over it tonight. Gary played in the Gary Payton the second played in the finals. Deuce can too. That's a very interesting comp. Gary Payton the second played on the final in the finals for the, for a Warriors team that is a unique animal in terms of roster construction. With I don't remember off the top of my head how much Draymond at center minutes they were playing in that uh, particular finals. He's a great cutter, but so is Deuce. Um, I think Gary Payton is a little bit, gives you a little bit more versatility defensively. 
I think you feel Deuce's size more on defense. And I'm not saying that in a positive way. I'm saying that in a, in a negative way. Like you're, he's less switchable. Not that Gary Payton second is like Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso is like the most switchable guy in the league that's under six foot six. But I think Payton is closer to that probably as than, than Deuce. Um, it's a good comp though. It's a good comp. And, and, and here's the more important part. Deuce could shoot it now. Like Deuce has, I, th- I would argue that Deuce has definitely a more impressive offensive game at this point than Gary Payton II. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Brad, what's going on, Brad? You're doing God's work playing therapist tonight, John. Is, am I really? <laughs> it doesn't feel like God's work. It feels like fucking Satan is playing a bad joke. As much agita as there is right now, we all appreciate it. This team will come out of the other side. Um, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I hope you're not the only one that feels that way. And if and by the way, if you are the only one that feels that way, that I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Truly. A couple more, and I think we're... Oh, Liz, that's the last one? Oh, that's it. We're done. Okay. Hey, listen, that was a good way to end it. Okay. An hour after I thought... Or a half an hour after I thought we were done, we're actually done. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, this was, uh, this was not fun, but they're not always fun. Uh, we'll be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. I promise it's gonna be okay. Um, if you, if you like this video or if you, uh, hate this video, but just feel pity on the person talking to you right now, hit the like button on your, on your old YouTube there and, uh, subscribe to the channel so you can get more Ajita from me. And uh, if you're listening in podcast form, uh, please give a five-star rating, uh, kind review. And uh, we will be back with more fun and games. Oh, wait, no, here's Andrew. He was chiming in here. So let me jump in because you just said if you liked what you heard, leave a five-star rating. How about this? If you hated what you heard, if you got Ajita from the gymnastics, please Five stars. Tell him he sucks. Tell him Tib should be fired into the sun. No, but that's a bad review. Yep. No, but John, a five star rating is a good review, no matter what it says. That's yeah, my but if point. They, if they write a negative comment, isn't that bad for the show? People just see five stars. Honestly, people don't pay attention to the five star ratings. I do because I see them. I appreciate them. But the five star to boost the analytics of it all is what we're going for. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how any of this works. I, I'm aware. So I'm trying to say like, hey, just let's let's boost the numbers. Listen, you put the words on the screen. I'm Ron Burgundy. Mm-hmm. Stay classy, John Macri. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, anything else, oh, Andrew? No. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we've got John's got a Patreon pod for those on Patreon. Um, yes. That want to tune in for it on Friday. Uh, and we'll have some fun and games this weekend. Maybe an episode of Study Hall and John on the post game on Sunday. Yes, and a pregame pod, obviously Sunday morning. So, oh yes, that's right. With your with your other job at uh, yes, Chase Down. We're doing a home at home this weekend. I'm going over there Monday. They're coming over to us on Saturday. You just moved to Cleveland at this point. I mean, they're healthy, so I wouldn't mind watching some Cavaliers basketball games at the moment on the side. The best since uh, I looked it up today or yesterday. Since January 1st, so now we're two months best net rating in the league. Mm-hmm. Remember when that was us? Remember when you jumped out For the one window? Month, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That uh, was th- fun. Those were the good old days. And again, really to your point days. about Kevin Garnett, why would you show it to me if I can't have it? I don't know. Yeah. 
No, no. E- e- they're evil. They're all evil. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. We will talk to you soon. Peace out.